Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everyone doing? Happy Friday. Let me get this little thing off my buttons. There we go. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong. I'm going to stand. Let me fix this so it's not in my face. Ended up in my mouth yesterday. Uh, we're 45 strong up and down the state, uh, which means... Oh, look at this. I'll have to adjust that. Uh, which means... <laughs> I don't know when the mic fell. We literally had a mic drop. Which means that we can get to you. It might take us a couple of days. You know, like California, you know, Hawaii are kind of thought the same way. Lots, you know, when people think of California right away. It's sunny beaches, Hollywood, you know, suntans and all that. But it is like that. It is like that by the ocean. But there's also areas that aren't by the ocean that are either in desert, high desert, mountains. We have lots of mountains. Squaw Valley, right? Ski areas. I think Squaw Valley is in California. Yeah, I haven't been up there in a while. You know, we have ski areas and we have... A lot of farmland, so there's a lot of open land. So it might, like I said, even though we have people up and down, you know, in certain spaces. Look, he's trying to peer at me. Look at, we have people up and down the state. It's still might be further out for us to get to, so it might take us one or two days, but never more than two days. And the other thing we can do is we have sensitives on staff. I'm trying to like organize here so I can hang on. Okay, um, we have sensitivities on staff who can call you and uh, talk to you about what may or may not be going on in your place of business or home. And in most cases, they can uh, calm things down before we get out there. Well, I'm having issues today. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but we will get out there, and we usually don't take more than one or two days to respond. Now, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, either under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, under my first last name, or you can or, or you can look at Instagram. Instagram, it's Ghosty Gal, all lowercase. Uh, you can look for us over at TikTok, and that, that is California Haunts. You can look for us on Twitter at California Haunts, and you can look for us on YouTube under California Haunts or California Haunts Radio. And we're also on Twitch under Cal Haunts. Sometimes I don't remember all those. <laughs> See, they right? Anyway... Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited about tonight. Uh, our guest tonight, uh, Carmen Turner Shot. We tried to have her on a few weeks ago, and we were having horrible internet issues. Um, I've since, I hope I've gotten all that fixed. In fact, I did a reboot on the internet just before the show started, so hopefully that will work for us. All right. If you're watching from Facebook, and a lot of you are, please feel free to share the show if you, if you like what you see today, because we're just trying to get the word out and share, share. The more we share, the more... People come over and watch and think, hey, it's not a bad show. It's a little show, but it's not a bad show. Um, also, if you are watching from Facebook and you like what you see, please please leave me a thumbs up, happy face, hearts, or whatever. Because what that does is that puts us higher into the algorithm, the FYP. And so when Facebook sees that, they move us out to more and more people. And I've noticed that happening because I'm doing all, all these shorts and stuff on TikTok that I'm transferring over. And it's, it's been a wild ride, a really wild ride. And I appreciate And for the people that have come on in the last couple months since I've been doing the shorts, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, you know, I try to put out a show that, that everybody will enjoy, and I, and I hope you do, and I hope you learn something at the same time. 
Also, if you're watching from Facebook, feel free to comment during the show because that also helps with, with the FYP. Same thing with YouTube. YouTube, you know, if you haven't subscribed and you've been watching the show and you like it, or you just start watching the show and you like it, subscribe. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe over YouTube. And that'll notify, you know, you'll get notifications ahead of time when we have a new show coming out. I try to do different topics every night. You know, I'm not trying to stay on the same topic all the time. So I try to vary it. I'm a journalist. I'm a photojournalist. And I like having that that mix-up, you know, where it's not always about paranormal stuff. It's it's about murder mysteries. It's about, you know, general things like, like food. It's about uh, spousal abuse and things like that. You know, just, just things to be more newsy with it. So I like to vary the topics. So, um, again, YouTube, if you look over there, there's more than 750 videos over there, and it's all this show. It's all this show. And I, and I understand, when you first go on our YouTube page, there are, those shows are everywhere. It's just, it, it gives me a migraine. So what I'm starting to do, while well, I'm halfway through right now, is categorizing them into folders. So if, you, uh, if you're into um, alien abductions and things like that, or cryptids, that has, a, that has its own folder. Alien abductions has its own folder. Astrology has its own folder. Uh, Nancy Mask, it's her own folder, definitely. So you can look at Nancy's shows. So it's like that. So I've come up with like 10 different uh, categories. So it's a lot easier to find those videos. Because if you go in you know, and start looking, even though there's a lot there, you're going to hit it. Because I mean, there's, uh, like I said, seven, more, more than 750 videos sit there. All right? But the only thing I ask, again, is if you like the show and maybe you're having dinner or something right now, um, and you share it, I would really appreciate it to get the word out. Because we're always trying to get the word out about the show. And again, it's free to subscribe. To uh, you know, to the show. Also, right now, um, last minute stuff is tomorrow. I am starting the meditation club for one price a month. You get three to four meditations a week, and it's been, and, and, and you know, it could be for stress, it could be for financial, it could be health meditations. But I'm going to be taking you guys through guided meditations three to four times a week, and uh, it's a good de-stressor. And I can tell you, it works. Meditation works. When I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. And I needed to get my heart rate up and get calmed down, you know, with my blood pressure and all that. I started meditation, and I had a really good instructor, a really good teacher. And I can tell you, within about two months, two three months, I started to see changes in the in, in, in the health of my heart and my blood pressure and everything. So it does work, you know. Even if you think you can't calm your mind down enough to focus, everybody's like that in the beginning. I'm like that. My mind is always going a mile a minute, obviously, and. I'm able to meditate, so I will teach you how to do all that, and for 25 bucks, you get to, you know, two, three times a week with me, and also, we say you can't make, you know, one of the things, they're going to be recorded anyway, so you can go ahead and just grab it, and do it, do it at your own pace, all right? Sunday, I'm also teaching, I am teaching a practical development class two, and this is for people, and Nancy kind of talked about that last night, this is for people that have abilities, but they don't quite know how to handle them or what what, what abilities they have. You know, you could be clairvoyant, clairaudient. You know, there's certain things. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do some exercises during this class on Sunday to see where you might specialize. And sometimes there's people that can do it all. Because I've known psychics over the years, working as a, you know, my 18 years of paranormal investigating, that have that fantastic ability to do it all. So this is a way to find that out. So that's going to be Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, the meditation is 5 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. You want to sign up? Come to the California Haunts Meetup page. Uh, there's a link to both those things down at the bottom of the descri- uh, under the description of the show today. So it's an easy link to go to. 
because I, it's, I think it's something pretty cool. And meditation, even though a lot of people don't realize what it does for people, it helps. It helps. It helps. Okay. That being said, my allergies are kind of bad, so I may be doing this, you know. <laughs> but uh, my guest tonight, Carmen Turner Shot, has, has been on before, <clears throat> just briefly, because we had so much internet issues going on. But I'm really excited to talk to her, and we're going to be talking about the astrological houses. And there's something I don't know about, you know, after we've had, I've had other um, astrologers on in the past, and we've talked about different things, you know, with the positions of the moon and, you know, how, how all that goes. We've even done colors, you know, that, that kind of thing. But this is a new one for me, is to talk about the astrological houses and, and how those affect you. So uh, I'm going to put her on, and I'll let her tell you about herself, because we all know how good I am at that, right? And uh, we'll take it from there. So... Here we go, and like I said during the show, feel free to leave comments. I will be reading comments. You might see me scrunch down a little bit to read them, but I'll read them. And uh, that again, that helps with the algorithm and gets us up higher in the FYP. Okay, so let me switch over to your comments section, and then I'm going to bring Carmen in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good grief. Okay. Good evening. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Hopefully. Yeah. Mercury retrograde doesn't mess with us. It's coming up. So, <laughs> at least you're not disappearing this time, right? Yes, yes. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. See, I got my son back here. We're really good. You know, we're rolling right along. Yes, that's awesome. So, tell us about you, please. Yeah. So, I've been doing astrology since I was 16. I just uh, I had some strange mystical experiences I couldn't explain. And that really got me on the path of, of wanting to know why I was so different than everyone in my family and, mm -hmm. and why I dreamed things. And, and I saw an orb in my doorway when I was 16. And that kind of spurred me into wanting to learn more. So I started reading about the pyramids and angels and all this stuff. But I got my first astrology book and it just I was hooked. I thought, wow, this really validates my personality. And, and I ended up uh, teaching myself how to do charts by hand, you know, back in the 90s. You know, we didn't have computers or any of that stuff. Right, right. And uh, I be I taught myself astrology. I started doing charts when I was 19 for fun, really just to practice. Uh, when I was in, uh, in college, I was going to be a counselor. I majored in psychology and I had become a social worker. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the working with trauma survivors, children, teens, adults uh, for 25 years. And I've always used astrology as a tool of self-awareness and always had my astrology business and writing on the side and had my normal job in the real world. So uh, that's me in a nutshell. I've uh, been doing astrology a long time and it's my passion and I love to teach it on a basic level and to try to talk about it to make it easy to understand because it is such a complex science and a lot of people shy away from it, you know, and mm -hmm. And uh, when I go on these podcasts, uh, I try to explain it really simply so the listeners can really understand it. Absolutely. You know, when you talk about there not being computers and stuff back then, the only one I remember was there was this game by Cal I think it was Coleco. Okay. And it looked like a Simon. Yeah. Like, remember? And you program birthdays. And, you know, they, they had a book that came with it. You program in famous people's birthdays and all yeah. the board. And then, then they would spit out all these codes for you to look up. I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was still here around here somewhere, and uh, that's what I remember about astrology. And I was always because I could never remember, <clears throat> I could never get a clear answer from my mother about what hour I was born, so I could never get accurate reading. But it was yeah. interesting to see how you compared with celebrities. Yes, with that little machine. It wasn't a bad machine, really. You know, yeah. the astrologers thought of it, but 
it's really cool. Like, like if you don't know your birth time, uh, you know, it's really hard to get an accurate chart without your birth mm-hmm. time, but there are ways we can do it. You know, we call it chart rectification and we really, you know, collect information from you, but really the bit, the number one way to really know your, your accurate chart is if you can figure out what your rising sign is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the first impression people get when they first meet you, how you physically look, you know, how your energy is. Typically, you know, we can um, figure out your rising sign. We can get a pretty accurate birth chart for someone without a time of birth. But uh, to get a full birth uh, chart, we really need your month, date, year, exact time, Mm -hmm. a.m. or p.m., and uh, city, state, country of birth. And you can go to astro.com. You can go to my website um, and put some info in. I can send you a birth will. And you can know, you know, what house all the planets are in. Your personality is your birth chart. It's the map of your soul. But we need to have a pretty accurate time to really mm-hmm. get an accurate chart. So, But uh, I've been able to do it on people that didn't know. Like, they may know I'm born within two hours. Or right. I know it's be- at midnight, between midnight and one. We can yeah. narrow down because when you do a chart, everything that I tell you about your personality should be validated. So you, it should be no question. If, if you're like, eh, that doesn't sound like me, then we don't have the right time. You know, uh, something's a little off. So I've even had people tell me a time and I kind of knew them. And I'm like, this this chart doesn't seem like you at all. Are you sure you're born? And they they went and looked and they're like, you were right. I was born p.m., not a.m. And so, you know, I I usually can feel someone's energy and kind of know if we Mm -hmm. have an accurate chart. But, um, yeah, I love astrology. It's it's really a, a psychological tool that I use to help people understand, you know, their life experiences, why things happen to them, and also really to explain why people have uh, intuition, uh, psychic abilities, uh, unexplained mystical experiences. That's really what got me into astrology because I wanted to know why I was so different. And so, uh, you know, I ought to say the word weird. Uh, I always felt like I, I knew these things. I believed in these things. I was interested in all these things from a young age. Mm-hmm. And now I know why, because of my chart. So it really became my passion, and I like to use it to help others. Well, my question with this is, you know, you, you, you look at the houses and everything that people are born within. What is the difference between looking at the houses and then the other type of astrology that, that, that's out there? Sure. So, so there's, different, there's different wheels that you can use in astrology. Um, there's like a placidious, tropical, whole sign. Um, you know, there's a uh, side real astrology, which is uh, more like Vedic astrology. So mm-hmm. I use uh, tropical placidious because I feel like, number one, it's the most accurate. And it really goes back to ancient times. It was in the Bible and the book of Genesis. It's in, in ancient cultures. Uh, you know, the three wise men follow the star. Mm-hmm. They were astrologers. Uh, they used that tropical astrology. And, and, and pretty much the way I explain it is, is what the houses are. It's a very simple explanation. So when you're on earth, on, the, on your month and date of birth and time and place, when you're looking up at the sky, all of the planets are in a certain star constellation, which we call the zodiac signs. And there's 12 of them. So mm-hmm. there's 12 sun signs is what we call them, 12 signs. They're star constellations, just like astronomy. And the planets are in one of those star constellations in the sky when you're looking up at earth when you're born. And they're in a certain area of the sky. So astrologers, we break the sky into 12 sections and then we, we take a picture of it and put it on a piece of paper and we number those 12 sections, uh, one through 12. And those are the houses. 
So the houses represent areas of life. Each house has an energy. Each house is, is, has a ruler, a planetary ruler and a, and a sign that rules it, which gives it its traits. So for instance, the first house is your main personality, your, your physical appearance. It's uh, where you act. You know, it's the house of Aries. It's how people perceive you. It's where you take action. It's uh, your physical body. The second house is money, finance, security, comfort. It's ruled by Taurus, which are all traits of the Taurus sun, right? So each house gets its personality traits and area of life because of the sign that rules that area. So the third house is Gemini. It rules communication, publishing, short journeys, short travels, learning, uh, talking, you know, siblings. Fourth house is home and family, the, your childhood roots, your parents, your future home. You know, uh, it's cancer. Cancer is very uh, homebody, right? They rule the home. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it just goes like that for all 12 houses. Each house is ruled by uh, one of the sun signs, one of the signs. And so and all the houses are really important, but you won't have planets in every house, you know, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Uh, when you have planets in a house, that means that you have karma and, and personality um, issues and things to learn, right, in that area mm -hmm. or talents or strengths and or could be challenges. And so um, not having planets in a house isn't a bad thing, but we always look at what's going on between the planets and the birth chart. We call those aspects. You know, it's just energy. Mm -hmm. If you think of it like everything's energy, just like Reiki and all these things, um, even, you know, um, hauntings. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've lived in houses like uh, in Germany where they were haunted and everyone that came to visit had an experience in a, in a certain room. And I knew when I moved in there, I did like that room. There was something there. And and what do you know? I had you know, it was an energy just and mm -hmm. that's what astrology is. It's, it's it's all energy. And the cool thing about it is I really got into uh, research in the eighth and twelfth houses, which is uh, Phoenixes and Angels, my new book. Uh, and the eighth house, I call eighth house people phoenixes and 12th house people angels. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that, because these are the two most spiritual, mystical houses in astrology. And they're the most misunderstood. So like when I first started studying astrology, there were no books about the eighth and 12th house out there that everything I read was scary. Like it was like uh, you're going to have suffering and loss and, and trauma and all this bad stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, you're, you know, and you're going to have death of a loved one, you know, and all this stuff. Well, a lot of that is true. Uh, mm -hmm. There are hard challenges when you have planets in the eighth and 12th house. There are challenges, but there's blessings. And one of the one of the blessings is you're born with uh, a belief in something outside yourself. Call mm -hmm. it the universe, God, source, Mother Earth, whatever. You, you just know that you're a soul. You mm -hmm. know, you're not from Earth. You know, everyone I meet that I've researched these two houses for uh, almost 30 years, all of the planet, anyone that has planets in these two houses, I know instantly when I meet them, when I start talking to them, I'm like, you got to have eighth or 12th house. And they do. And I'll be on a show and I'll pull somebody's chart. Up. Yeah, they got it. And it's because there's an interest in the metaphysical. There's a there's abilities. There's uh, inborn intuition, you, you know, clairvoyance, you know, all those things you're talking about. Right. Uh, that that's a that's a gift of having uh, the sun, moon, uh, more than three planets in the eighth or twelfth. I call that a stellium, um, or having a lot of Pisces energy in your birth chart or Scorpio. That makes you an eighth and twelfth house as well. And uh, eighth and twelfth house has a different energy, but similar experiences. 
So like um, the eighth house, for instance, rules death, rebirth, transformation, healing, uh, cha constant change, trauma, crisis, um, loss, grief. So sometimes you do lose someone at a young age. And there's a connection that eighth house people have to death. So what does that mean, being connected to death? That means when you're a kid, you may wake up in the middle of the night and see a ghost. Or you may wake up and see somebody standing there and you don't know who they are. They, a lot of people share those kind of ghost experiences with me, you know, hauntings, all that stuff. Like you talk about when they have eighth house planets and, and no one can explain it. A lot of them are afraid of the dark. They got to have a nightlight on, right? Because they that's feel cute. like there's something in the room, right? Me too. I always had to have that's a light cute. on. A light, light. Yeah. Always, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know, the you know just knowing uh, it's like a uh, the eighth house is is all about everything that's hidden and secret and taboo it mm -hmm. is a little bit about things that people are afraid of because if you think mm -hmm. about it most people don't like to talk about death they get very uncomfortable but eighth house people naturally wonder what happens when i die when they're like eight years old i had a wow. couple eighth houses tell me that when they were 10 they dreamed of their own tombstone like their name was on a gravestone and they're like, why? They were like 10. It's because they have a connection with death. And I remember somebody, uh, a psychic had told me this and, and I was like 19. I went in a little bookstore and they mm -hmm. looked at me and they said, you're connected to, 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 to the dead. And, and I knew they were right because mm -hmm. the, I balked it though. You know, when I was little, uh, I used to always wake my mother up afraid in the night because I, mm -hmm. I always sensed like I had this feeling that I wasn't alone and no one ever believed me because they thought, oh, you're just imaginative. It's your, you know, and all this. And, and the first time my mother ever believed me was when I was 16, when I saw that glowing orb, I ended up waking her up and she saw it too. So that was the first time I had someone see something that I had felt or seen and believe me. And so, um, that validated me and, and, and to this day, she'll, she'll say, yes, it was really there, you know, and she, she was afraid. I mean, she, she wouldn't get up and I couldn't get up at first. Cause I was frozen. Mm -hmm. I, I had no voice. I couldn't move. All I could do was watch. And I tried to scream for my mother, couldn't yell. And eventually after hours, it's like, it released me, you know, uh, whatever it was. And I was able to yell her name mom and, and i look in my doorway and she saw it i said do you see it she said yes and so that started my journey of everything mystical and angels and and all of these different things uh ufos you name it i've read books about it and uh i read i read i remember when i was in high school i read a uh, communion by whitley striber and i didn't sleep for like two mm -hmm. weeks and, you know, and i'm like why did i do that and so i can't watch scary movies like i can't watch like real like real stories of ghosts and hauntings and because right. it's too real for me i'll be i'll be freaking out in the night and i won't sleep I, I i have to i have to watch different things i can't watch uh true stories and um like the movie the nun you know i watch these come i have to turn my head i can't watch it because i will be thinking that you know there's something in my room at night so uh, i'm very sensitive to energy very sensitive to all those things and and that's because i have a lot of eighth house planets mm -hmm. and and when I was in high school that same year, I saw that orb. Um, I had a friend that died of an accidental shooting. And that was the first person I ever knew that died in my first funeral. And I tell you, that changed my life. And so after that, I realized, man, I, I, it's my eighth house. That's why that happened. And, 
and it, it brings me comfort now because after that I'm very comfortable with death and dying, you know, and talking to people about it. And a lot mm -hmm. of eight house people go into hospice work. They go into, you know, EMTs, emergency medical, they go into, you know, med ER docs, uh, police officers, you know, FBI agents, you know, dealing with crimes and solving murders. I mean, all of the stuff that is kind of taboo and scary is eighth house. Right. But mm -hmm. it's also healing because you become a Phoenix. The Phoenix energy is associated with Scorpio, the sign Scorpio, which rules the eighth house. And it's Pluto. The planet is Pluto, uh, which is, you know, healing, transformation, death, rebirth, change. And mm -hmm. so eighth house people go through a lot of changes in their life and they rise up stronger like a Phoenix. So they, they will feel like they died emotionally, mentally, physically, like there's a, a death and they'll wake up and feel like a totally different person. This is what they tell me. And that's why I call uh, eighth houses phoenixes in my new book. And, and then the 12th house is a little different. It's really about mysticism and it's really about escapism and oneness with God and dreams and loneliness and solitude and meditation and, and escaping from the real world. It's, a, it's an imaginative, creative area. But it's where you feel oneness with everything and everyone. It's it's the mm -hmm. house of of having a spiritual path. It's ruled by Pisces, which is a spiritual sign, right? Artistic, mm -hmm. creative. Pisces are very empathic. It's the house of uh, psychic, you know, intuition and empathy. Twelfth uh, house people are, are a little different than eighth houses. They have they lack boundaries between themselves and others, so they absorb everything in their environment. Like if they don't know what it is when they're little, and that's how I was, I would feel everybody's pain. I would know mm -hmm. when people were sad. I would I would get overwhelmed, and I had to have my alone time. I love to be by myself to recover, right, and, and get mm -hmm. my energy back. And, and 12th house people, they it is the house of solitude. So a lot of them become nuns, monks, rabbis, priests, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and that's because they like to be away from stress. They like peace and harmony, and they like to help people. So a lot of them go into, you know, um, Reiki, you know, pranic healing. I mean, you name it, crystals, astrology, you know, they're interested in all these things and, and they're naturally believing that they're a soul. And mm -hmm. I, and a lot of them tell me, uh, this is probably the number one thing I've heard in all these years. I have, I've seen five major patterns play out with both of these houses, but with the 12th house, the number one thing people tell me is I don't feel like I'm from earth. They always tell me I'm an alien. I feel like I'm adopted. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm really part of my family. Like I'm so different than my parents, right? All this kind of stuff. And they are because they have one foot in the mystical spiritual and one foot in the practical material world. Mm -hmm. So they're living in both worlds and it's hard. And so I call them fallen angels or angels. And, and that's because they're not from earth. They are from the spiritual side. And they know they're not from here and they know what am I doing here? And it kind of reminds me of that movie with Nicolas Cage, City of Angels. I always talk about this when he, he was, you know, decided to become human because he fell in love with, uh, you know, a lady. And then his whole life went to hell. Right. When he became mortal <laughs> and it was like it was pain and suffering. So when 12th houses come here, they're like, what the heck am I doing back on Earth? Right. And right. so, like, I'm not from here. I don't belong here. But they chose to come here to help people. And mm -hmm. and once they know that, then they know that it's not really loneliness. It's that they're connected and they feel everybody's stuff. They absorb it. 
and and you know they they got to protect their energy because they're empaths mm -hmm. they really feel people's and take on people's problems so they mm -hmm. have to learn to have boundaries and protect their energy and and nobody teaches you this stuff when you're a kid you know right. Right. they usually say oh it's your imagination oh you're right. too sensitive yeah you're never really encouraged to, to accept your abilities when you're little Mm -hmm. So I always try to help parents and if I can do a chart for parents for a, ki a child to help them see this, uh, the strengths and of, of their child and, and maybe some of the challenges. You know, I've done charts for children that were seeing ghosts or having trouble sleeping. Um, and, you know, I and I have nieces and nephews uh, and two of them are 12th house sons like me. And I told my brother, I said, they're going to be dreamers. They're going to dream vivid and it's going to be very realistic. And what do you know? They're up in the night with bad dreams, can't sleep, want to sleep in, in the floor in their room, right? <laughs> so, you know, 12th houses dream. It rules dreams. And I've always been a, a very vivid dreamer. And so in the book, I talk a lot about uh, the dreams I've had, other clients that have shared dreams with me of major natural events, disasters that they dreamed about before they happened, like 9-11, this tsunami, um, all kinds of stuff, really very specific things that when it happened, they're like, oh my gosh, I dreamed this. And that's happened my whole life. And I know I'm not alone because I've, I started a 12th and 8th house Facebook group and started researching these two houses. And everybody in there is like, oh, I dreamed about my grandmother dying, just like I did. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So there's, there's, a, there's something to it. And it's a science and it really is energy. And there's a, a purpose to the chart. And, and that's why I believe it is, a, it is very realistic and true. I can't always explain why it works. I'm just, I know that it was created by the universe and, and, it, and it's energy and it is accurate. And um, that's why I use it as a tool. And I love it. I love the eighth and 12th house. They're my favorites. So I do, I typically only do consults now for people that have planets in one of in, in the eighth or 12th. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not that I will turn anyone away, but typically people that find me that want me to do their chart uh, professionally, they have these planets. And, and that's, you know, and they read my books and stuff. So I kind of specialize in that, you know, I'm not, there's so much about astrology. That's why I love it. Like you never get bored. I mean, I'm still learning now. I can learn the rest of my life and not know everything about astrology because there's uh, relocation astrology, medical astrology, uh, financial astrology. I mean, uh, there's all kinds, relationship astrology. And, and you can master, you know, you can spend years mastering and studying all these really cool things because there's always something new to learn asteroids right you know there's all these things that that can uh, be used and interpreted in astrology in your chart and i love it. it it's just my passion and and as a as a counselor what really got me wanting to bring this into what i do in my normal life with people in a practical way you know i'm, I'm very subtle about it um mm -hmm. you know is because i realized when i was in graduate school i was getting my master's in social work and i was learning all these things and you know, talking to someone just for every day, you could go to eight to 10 sessions and talk about losing a loved one. And you're not healed. You're not, you're not over it. And you can do one astrology session in 60 to 90 minutes and the person is in tears. Mm -hmm. And they leave there feeling better and it actually changes and heals them in a faster, quicker way than normal talk therapy. That's why I love astrology. Because it is, it's a psych, I call it psychological strategy. It's, it, it, it's deep and it's very transforming. So I always say, uh, I like to use astrology to help people heal, transform and become more resilient. Mm 
That's like my motto. And so that's what I do. Now, you, tell, you, you said earlier that the age of 16 is when you really started digging into all this. Yeah. Did you um, ever talk to psychics or anything like that to see if you could build out your ability, or, or, or did you just aim at astrology? I, I had, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of hid behind my chart. Uh, okay. You know, hid behind astrology. Like, I had my computer. I'd ha I used to be a astrology consultant at a, at a Mystic Valley, a little bookstore in St. Louis for years when I was in uh, college and stuff and later. And uh, I would do the chart. I, w I was very intuitive. And I what I do is I, I realized I was, I can connect to people's past lives and the soul records. But I didn't know what that was. And I would just kind of see images in my mind. I, I was very visual. I always would kind of know things. And I just knew. I would just know, or I would dream it, but no one ever taught me. And I remember I had a kind of a scary experience that used to happen to me once in a while. Uh, and they call, you know, I researched it, the hag effect, you know, in Canada where you'd wake up and you're frozen and someone's there. Uh, I had that experience several times and, and I couldn't hold it because I would realize I'm awake and someone is here. And then I would scream and I would really be awake right in my bed. And I, I, depending on where I lived, this is why I believe in energy, uh, that land has energy, places have energy, right? Like uh, different, you know, there's haunted places. I mean, it, and it's not always a house. A house can be new. It can be the land that the house is on. I do believe in that. And uh, so I had this, certain buildings I would be in, certain houses I would be in, I would have these experiences or feel things that get chills. And I, I would just, and I never, no one ever told me what it was until this one psychic was in the, in the, saw me there one day. And he said that I was a dream walker. This, he told me all this stuff, right. About, and I'm like, he's like, you know, you need to do this. You need to, you know, he's like, you need to protect your energy. You need to be in your body. You need to ground yourself, you know, all this stuff. And no one ever told me what grounding was. I had no idea. So I literally kind of learned along the way. I got to say that I learned the hard way through getting hurt a lot and not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like and no one ever really taught me. And, and then when I got um, in graduate school, when I was about 19, I started taking classes in metaphysics school and learning about meditation and healing and, and the chakras and all that. And all that really helped me, you know, controlling your mind, your thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, manifestation, you know, all of those things. And so I guess I did take classes and learned eventually. Um, mm -hmm. But I, but I really, it took a long time because I'll tell you, I was definitely a 12th house person because I was, I was very naive and I was very trusting and I just, um, very idealistic. And I look back, I'm very different now because, you know, with age, we get wiser, right? I'm old right. now. Uh, but man, in my younger days, I would cry so easily. I was so sensitive. I was, I was so open and, and empathic and I didn't know what even what empathic meant, you know, at that time. So mm -hmm. now I know all this stuff and I can help other people, but I didn't have anyone to really explain any of this to me when I was, you know, growing up. And sure. even when I was a little kid, I hear my, I hear stories that I was always very uh, different. I had, you know, imaginary friends I played with and, and all this stuff. I don't remember. Um, mm -hmm. I would wake up and sleepwalk. I was a sleepwalker and they'd have to wake me up. I'd be in a hotel trying to get on the elevator. I don't even remember doing all this stuff. So I was always just kind of different. And, and now, and I know it's because I have eighth and 12th house stuff. That's why. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's, it's kind of comforting, right? When you, when you finally kind of have a tool that, you know, validates um, why you have these experiences, it, it's really nice. And, 
And I see that in people's charts, you know, they're like, why does this happen to me? I'm like, well, you got, you know, Neptune in the 12th house or your son's in the eighth house. And this is the energy that can manifest. They're like, oh my gosh, that's what happened to me. Right. And, and it's just very validating. And that's what I use it for. And I wanted to write this book about both of the houses, you know, uh, Phoenixes and Angels, because I have books about the eighth and the 12th. And, and I think you might've heard me on coast to coast. That's where we, where you heard me. And, um, and I was really excited to do this book because these two, you know, Phoenixes and Angels, this is my passion. And, um, I, I just want people to know they're not alone and that it's not a bad thing to have these abilities, you know, that you can use them for the good. You can help people with it and you can, um, just see it as a strength because a lot of people think that it's, it's a bad thing because it, there's not a lot of books out there even now. I mean, my, my books are out there, but there's not a ton of books about the eighth or 12th house. If you go on Amazon, I mean, it, it's kind of these two secret hidden areas in a that a lot of people, you know, they don't want to talk about. Right. Right. You know, they're, they're kind of, I don't know. I, I just, I just have always made it my passion. I wrote articles about them. Um, people would uh, reach out and that's how I wrote my first book, uh, the mysteries of the eighth house Phoenix rising. I self published that just for fun, right back in the days uh, when there was book surge and create space and all that. And then Amazon took them over. So, but uh, I, I, that was based on an article I wrote about my own life and, and that book. And people started writing me saying, this is my life. I love your article. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, share your chart with me. And I started collecting their stories and I have emails. I, I include in the book, the emails I got from people, and I started seeing these patterns that this is science. Like, this is not like made up stuff. I mean, right. this is not like the horoscopes in the paper, like all Leos or, you know, this is very much, it's very deep. And astrology is, a, is such a complex, deep thing. You know, you're much more than just your sun sign. Let me tell you that. Um, really, I feel like the moon sign, and I was just talking to someone today about this, that the moon sign is really shows more of who we really are because it's our inner nature. It's our emotional inside nature, our soul. And the moon is your, your, your emotions. That's powerful. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like uh, there's so much to astrology. It's not just about what sun sign you are. Mm -hmm. And, and so I try to teach people the basics of it and, and make it fun and, you know, and, and come on shows like this. I like talking about uh, different things. You know, it's funny, you know, uh, back in, God, when was it? 1998, I think it was. I came out to California for the first time to visit one of my friends that was from there. And she's from there. And she we graduated uh, from college. And I went out there to visit her. And she took me to the Redwood Forest uh, with all the trees. And there was, she didn't tell me this, but you may know this place. She told me, I'm going to take you to this place to eat. And it, there's a there's a creek and a cave inside the restaurant. You know where I'm talking about in the red. And, and she didn't tell me it was haunted or right or anything. She just said we're gonna go eat at this really cold place. I'm like okay. As soon as we walked in, I'm like oh my god. I said this place is haunted. She <laughs> said she looked at me and she goes I'm not gonna say anything yet. So we go in and we sit down. I'm like oh my god. I was getting chills and I'm like I can't even be in here. Like it was so crazy. And, she, and then the waiter, you know, comes over and then they're telling me, and she said, yeah, and you could see the water and, and running through. And they're like, yeah, there's sometimes a girl that people will see up at the top in the sunroom. I'm like, oh my. So she showed me at, when we left after we ate all of the history of the ma- mafia and it burned down, you know, all these things, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And I felt it as soon as I walked in there. And that's, that's what 12th and 8th house people do. We feel energy. We feel things, 
Oh, reason why I'm smiling is because yeah. that is the only place that I've ever investigated that reminded me of the movie The Shining. You know, oh. when, when he walks into the uh, ballroom and they yes. turn around and they salute him with the drinks? That's oh. what I saw. I walked into that one room and all those gangsters yes. with their drinks, you know? <laughs> I know, right? Song. Oh, it was creepy. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. It was really pretty in there. I mean... If you didn't have, you know, sensitive sensitivity, you may just think you're eating at a normal place. But yes. I was like, no, I want out of here. Like, I do not like being in here. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking somebody's going to jump out from the little dark crevice or I'm going to see someone standing up there. I want to get out. And they said they hear the banging in the kitchen. No one's in the kitchen at night. I mean, they know they're telling all these stories. I'm like, oh, my there's God. Of, I mean, there's a lot of ghosts there. And um yeah. When I went in with my team, I had concerns for my psychics because I thought, oh, my God, you're going to be so overwhelmed, you know, because there's so much in there. Just like the pool area. I don't know if you got to go down to the pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Uh, it, that was, I got to say, you know, that's what I thought of when you contacted me. I remember that memory of being there, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I want to go on, the, on his show. And uh, I really, I, I would say it's probably the most haunted place that I have ever been in. Out in California. We're talking about the Brookdale Lodge, and uh, it's incredible. I mean, that that brook that runs through there, I mean, the thing is gorgeous. You can't deny oh, it. Oh, it is gorgeous, But yeah. there is a history, especially with that little girl. I know uh, when we were out there investigating, I could hear her. I never captured it on tape. It sucked. You know, cause, oh. because, you know, usual voice recorders, sometimes they don't catch things. But yes. you could actually hear her giggling. Oh, my gosh. Time to time, you know, and oh. it was just an incredible experience there. Yeah, it is. I It's... It's, it's just, it's amazing to me. Like I'm always open-minded and I tell people, listen, until you experience something, you know, really you can't judge it because when something happens to you personally right. and you experience something and know it, and it kind of reminds me, um, you know, I, that place to me was, was a creepy haunted, like, right. like a scary thing. Like it wasn't a positive energy. Right. Now I've been in places that, have, that I knew were haunted, like, um, this lady, a friend of mine lived in a really old house here in St. Louis and she wanted to have an astrology party and she wanted me to come and, and, and kind of see what I felt about the house, you know, cause it was like really old house, really historic in a, in a neighborhood with all these historic houses and stuff. And there's about 30 ladies there and I was teaching them astrology and I was doing charts and, and I walked up the stairs and mm -hmm. on the right, there's a room there, and I and I saw, it's just in my mind, there's an old woman that sta sits at the side of the bed, and, mm -hmm. and and on the bed, and I told her, there's a there's a female present. She said, oh, my God, my husband has seen her. So her husband was a skeptic. He didn't believe in any of this stuff. And she was an eighth houser, so she was all about this stuff. Like, she's a mortician. She worked at a, ran a funeral home. I mean, she was very comfortable with ghosts and spirits, and she never saw anything in that room, but every time he was in there, he, he would have something happen and he saw the woman. And uh, mm -hmm. so I would kind of validate, I went outside and, and I'm very visual. So I, I, it's like images. That's the only way I know to explain it and feelings. Mm -hmm. But when I walked outside, I saw, it's like in my mind, people camped out on, on the grass. I like saw people living, camping out, like they were traveling, like I don't know if they're in the war or whatever. And right, I told right. her and she started telling me like the history of the place. And I'm like, I didn't know, you know, all the history, but um, I also worked in a, I worked somewhere. Uh, I, I won't say where, but I worked somewhere that was very haunted. And uh, the ghost hunters actually came out 
and and they found some evidence of it uh, years ago. This is many many years ago, and uh, I worked in both buildings that that they verified were haunted, and I know they were because I would come in the office in the morning, and every morning I go to sit down in my chair, and it's like someone put it down, and I would almost fall out like, and the door's locked. I'm the only one that has a key, and and my uh, the lady that worked with me, she would have her key sitting somewhere, and then they weren't there, and they were like move and. She, creep out because no, she didn't want to be in there at night and uh and there was another place i worked where they they would leave the lights on uh at night it was like a house really that we were mm-hmm. men they were scared to death to be there alone and they never mm-hmm. told me you know when i started working there they they never told me why and i'm like guys why are the lights on you know they're like because we don't want to be in here by ourselves and it when it's dark in the mor- or morning or getting dark you know around five they they were scared and i was there about a month and I came down the stairs and I was talking to my coworker and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a man with a top hat on a black top hat. And I'm like, Oh my, I said, I just saw something. And she's like, was it a guy? I said, and I, and I, and I, and I said, I just saw a man with a top hat and she screamed because she's, they saw the same thing like, like a year ago, right before that. And uh, so I believe in stuff because I've had weird experiences and I know, that I, I know what I feel and I know, I know what I've seen. And, and until you have had an experience, you know, people are really uh, scared, I think, of the unknown. And right. I know I, I was terrified as a kid. I mean, I, I knew I didn't want to be in the dark. I wanted lights on and nightlights. Sure. And, and, uh, and when I saw that orb, you know, now I, I hit myself because I wish I wouldn't have went back over. You know, I couldn't move anyway. I was frozen. But I, I wish I wasn't so afraid of what it was because I kept saying, please don't come to my room in my mind because I had control in my mind, but it's because it was the unknown. Of course right. you're going to be afraid, you know? And so I think it's good, you know, that you teach people and, and about their abilities and the things you said you're doing, because I think right. it really helps them uh, know they're not alone. And it gives you a sense of control because I think that's, that's what the fear comes from is feeling like you're not in control of the situation. Right. Like if you're not in control of the experience that's happening, that that's where the fear comes. Cause we're, you know, we like, as humans, we, we like to feel like we're in control of the experience that has happened to us. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, that's why I, when I have that lucid experience, when I'm awake from my dream and then I'm really not awake, but I'm in my bed again, right. uh, I'm in that in between. Uh, and if, and I, and I wish I wasn't, you know, that fear of, wait a minute, I don't know what's happening. That's right. when you panic and you, you scream and then you, you end the experience. And so I know I call it lucid dream and whatever dream walking, they told me right. whatever I do. Uh, and I know I do, I know I do it because I've done it my whole life and, uh, and I don't understand it. And, but I know I do it and uh, but I think, you know, it makes sense when I had a couple of readings done that, that I was doing, that I was traveling in mm-hmm. my dream. And I do believe that now I've researched that, you know, Dolores Cannon, some of her stuff says that we actually do leave and travel when we go to sleep. Everyone mm-hmm. does. We just don't remember it right uh, fully. Right. Uh, some people will wake up and know they're dreaming. And I've done that. I've gone up and flew and went up in the sky in the air and felt the wind on my face. And I woke up. I mean, I've had some weird dreams that were like vivid, like I'm awake, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's in my book. Uh, that's a 12th house thing. A lot of 12th house people uh, have those same experiences with dreams and things. Do you find that 
being intuitive helps with these uh, readings when you know with your astrology? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because like you know, just you know, today and like other days, I'll look at a chart and uh, I'll just I'll see. I'm very visual, so like I look at the symbols and I just have feelings about it. It's nothing that I've read in a book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like okay, this person struggles with their temper a little better. You know, or or this person was a monk. Like, like I'll I'll just know, like by looking at their charts, I'll see different things, and I share that. And it's just my intuition. I'm like, I don't know what this is about, but I'm seeing this. Does this make sense to you? And they're like, Oh my gosh! And they'll they'll tell me those. They're like, How did you know that? I'm like, I, I just it's I saw it, you know. And so I do use my intuition very much. So now, I'm more. I I definitely kind of go on a. I'm gonna say. I step out of my comfort zone now that I've been doing this so long. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I really stuck behind astrology and the chart and what I knew it meant. Now I, I, I'm more intuitive readings uh, when I do a chart. It's more, it's deep. And I, I even, I look at past lifetimes. I look at patterns, uh, how, you know, what people are meant to do, their destinies, you know, and I really get into that. And, and so, yeah, I do. It's very deep. I just don't have all the time in the world like I wish I did. Because right. uh, I do work full time, but uh, someday I want to do this full time. But I, I can only do charts maybe one or two a week, and because it is very draining, it takes a lot out of me, and uh, and I can't just do like three or four a day and pop them out. I mean, I, the energy has to be right for me to do someone's uh, consult, and mm -hmm. sometimes I have to cancel because it doesn't feel like it's time or the energy's not right. And right. I've had to reimburse some people and say I just can't do an astrology chart for everyone if I'm meant to do it. I'll be allowed to do it. And that's kind of how I work. Mm -hmm. So I play it by ear. We kind of wait and see. We get a date. If it feels right, I'll do it. We'll get on Zoom. Um, but if it's not right, I'll just say, hey, I don't know. So the energy's off. I don't think we're supposed to do this right now or whatever. And I'm really a believer that when you're meant to do something, the time it'll be right, you know. Sure, sure. How long does it take you to do one chart? Um, I usually, I prefer 60-minute consults, but sometimes that's not enough. So I offer 90 so I do 60 minute or 90 minute and uh, that covers almost everything. Um, and then some people want to meet again in three months, six months, you know, to look at transits and or relationship compatibility, you know, mm -hmm. or want me to look at their kids charts, you know, and all that. And, and, you know, you know, coming on the radio shows, I was laughing because, uh, you know, I, I had put this free gift. You'll think it's funny. I put this free gift on my website. So if you register for my newsletter, a little pop-up comes up and I, it says, Karen will send you a free birth chart and will, right? Which mm -hmm. I was doing. And after I was on coast to coast, I forgot I had that up there. Wow. I had <laughs> four, I had 450 emails. Wow. <laughs> for, for birth charts. <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot. Oh my God. I was like, I'm one man deep here. Like I don't have assistance. Like I'm like, holy shit. So I told my website, can you change it? And it might take five to two five to seven days instead of two to three and everyone's wow. like where's my chart i haven't got my chart i'm like uh i'm like 300 in i'll, I'll get it every night for weeks i was up till midnight popping charts out right on an email and email you know so uh it was pretty funny so now i i changed that you have to register for my newsletter to get uh, you know to get a chart and, I, right. and you have to give me like two weeks right <laughs> so, so that That's was pretty incredible. funny that was awesome. I mean, I literally, when I was on the show, ding, ding, ding. You know, I heard my email. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting that. I did not I, know that was going to happen. So that was really cool. That was really funny. That's pretty funny. That's pretty yeah. funny. 
Yeah, it was. Have you ever done a chart for somebody and and and, and they've been really surprised by by what you came up with? Oh yeah, oh yeah, very much. Uh, really, like really recently, like I've been on two podcasts, uh, probably the last month, mm -hmm. and and they had shared they had before the show they had said, hey, can we talk about my chart live? And I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know, whatever. And so they sent it to me, and and now both of well, the one. Uh, I said some things that no one had ever said, right. That were true and validated really just validated their experience and, and their inner nature. And they're like, how did, Oh my gosh, that is me. How did you know that? And I'm like, it's your chart. So after that show, they're like, they want to do, you know, want to work with me. They want to have me back on. Right. And, and come back on. And then I did a show and I was, I was looking at her chart, analyzing it. And she's like, I'm not like, you're not due to air until like November. I'm airing this episode in September. Right. Cause she's like, you're psychic. And you just said all this stuff that was true about me. And, and so, <laughs> so, so that's been really neat, like connecting with people and then right. really feeling like I helped them. And they're like really into astrology now. Like they didn't really like it before. Even they don't know it. They're like, but man, there's something to this. I, I want to know more about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that's really fun. And, and I go on, uh, uh, Angel Rock Radio once in a while, you know, uh, she's had me on several times and sure. and she's like, you know, I never understood astrology till you were on my show and, and, and now it makes sense, you know. And so because I try to just talk it in a basic way, you know, like mm -hmm. very simple, uh, you know, to bring this high level, you know, knowledge on a basic level, because mm -hmm. that's no one's going to want to study it or learn it if, if, if you're all about, well, this is this degree. And this is, you know, trying this and square this, which is what a lot of astrologers talk about. And if you don't know it, you're like, it's like over your head. Like, what are they talking about? La the longitude, latitude, degrees? What's that? And so I don't get into that. But astrology, there is, you know, that is part of it, you know, and I can look at degrees and aspects and all that. But I, I get more deeper. I use it more as a personality tool. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I don't make it hard. Like, I'm not into making it hard. I mean, I... I mean, I've heard, I've been on astrology shows, you know, and they're asking, well, what degree is your moon? What degree is this? I, I get bored with that stuff. You know, I, I like the, the more deeper psychological part of it. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's fun to me. I don't like math. I'm not really into, you know, all of that, but I know what degrees mean. I know, you know, that it has to do with energy importance, you know, but that's not, people are going to want to know that, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, they're going to be tuned out. So mm -hmm. I try to talk about it, make it interesting, you know, and I thought the title for this book, Phoenixes and Angels, came to me. Um, I was just, I was like, you know, that's what I want to call it, Phoenixes and Angels. And I'm like, I felt really, really a chills about it. I had a really good feeling about it when I started writing it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And so I, I literally wrote it like over Christmas. I took leave from work for two weeks and wrote the book like in two weeks. And it got it done. And then, you know, uh, a couple edits, you know, going back and forth. And then I got uh, the publisher and 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 they've been great. Yeah. So um, they published my 12th house book uh, last year called The Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House Fallen Angels. Mm -hmm. And that was dedicated just to the 12th house. And uh, this one's dedicated to both. It's kind of expands, gives tips, gives um, advice. You know, things to do, grounding exercises, you know, just different, not just telling people about it, but giving them some skills, just mm -hmm. some tips to help them, you know, with their experiences and stuff. Interesting. My question I was thinking right now is when you do some of the, like you mentioned, personality, how close 
Or how accurate is it when you when you start diving into this stuff for somebody's personality? Oh my God, it, it's it's like ninety nine point nine percent. I mean, wow. I mean, I tell you what. For instance, okay, so one of the patterns I see a lot with um, the sun or moon in the in the twelfth house. Let's go for there. Okay. Most of them, I would say. Okay, this is what I did. I asked for fifty random people to send me their chart. This is what I did. I did this recently in my group. Just send me your, if you're a 12th house person, I don't, if you got sun, moon, or more than three planets in the 12th, do you want to be a part of my research study? So I did a research project, a paper, and it's going to be published in, in a magazine. Um, I hope soon, uh, but uh, I submitted it and everything, but I said, send me your charts. I'm going to look at five patterns. I want you to answer five questions for me out of 50 charts. 49 out of 50 said yes to all five patterns. And I've seen this in thousands of charts through the years, but I had never did a study like this, you know, to really like give them questionnaire, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, but I knew it, I've known it just from looking at charts all these years and doing uh, counseling. But um, the number one pattern is uh, feeling alien, feeling different from others and, and lack of boundaries with others that's another one uh empathic uh psychic dreams and the other big one the big one that i saw very early on when i started astrology when i was 19 was an absent or missing parent many people that have 12th house energy or a lot of pisces they 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 lost a parent at a young age or the they didn't have an emotional connection with one of their parents it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they're not in the home they could be, but there's not, it's like a distance. And mm -hmm. they always share this with me. It, it, some of them lost a parent through death. Some of them said they had their parents, but they weren't close with them. It's like they were a stranger. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them had addiction. That's another pattern, um, an alcoholic parent or a parent that was not available uh, to take care of you because of their own problems. Okay. So mm -hmm. there's all these different patterns that play absent parent thing, right? And, and it's this your perception it's your experience right i mean your parents they may have thought they were there for you but as a as a 12th house or you felt like you were missing a connection and and the reason that happens it's not your parents fault it, it's because you're meant to learn to connect with a higher power and so you're meant to feel lonely you're meant to feel different you're meant to feel like i'm not from here because you're meant to seek a spiritual reason and a path and if we, if you, if, you know, that's why. And, and so that's kind of the lesson of why 12th houses have to feel some of those things and go mm -hmm. through it. But, oh yeah, I like, like the other day. Oh, I think I'm, I got allergies too. I'm getting ready to sneeze. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Woo. Okay. I think it went away. Um, but like the other day, when I meet people that have Aries. Mm -hmm. And I, cause I got an Aries moon and mm -hmm. Every Aries I know, it is, you know, oh, wow. they got yeah. a little bit of a temper and, and, and they're ruled by Mars. And I'll say, you have a hidden temper. I'll tell somebody flat out. They're like, how did you know that? Oh my God. And I'm like, because you have Aries energy. It, it, it's a sign. It, I'm not just making it up. <laughs> it's, it's energy. Right, 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 right. And, um, and they're like that I do. And I said, yeah, you've got to be careful what you say and what you do when you're mad. Uh, you know, we got to be patient. So the basic sun sign traits are very much fit. 
that's why people are so obsessed with astrology and their sun sign. And most people, you know, even my daughter, you know, they're on, you know, WhatsApp and all these different things. I don't know, TikTok. And, and they, they, they have uh, all their profiles, you know, the teens nowadays, they have their, their sun, moon and rising symbols and their, their picture, their avatar, whatever. And she'll show me, mom, she's a Sagittarius, you know, mom, you know, she'll show me stuff. And so the, everyone's into it because they know it's accurate. And, uh, and my daughter's friends are like, oh my gosh, I'm Aquarius moon. And that's so me, you know, and, and they kind of know the basics and, mm-hmm. and it's cause it resonates with them. There's something about it that people know it's true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't deny it. I mean, I got people that are very, very religious and skeptical that now ask me, Carmen, is it a full moon? Carmen is Mercury retrograde because they know that, that there's something about it. There's something to it. Right. When I start talking about this stuff. And so I open minds. My, my goal is to open people's minds up to it mm-hmm. and, and know it's a science, just like astronomy. It, it, and and I, there's a funny video I saw uh, recently that said, uh, you believe in astrology, whether you think you do or not. And mm-hmm. it was a video about nature and the full moon and how it affects the tides of the ocean. Of course, it affects us. We're all water. Sure. I mean, come on now. And so it's like that basic uh, stuff that I try to you know, open people's minds to. Do you think, and I know there's a lot of people that follow astrology religious, you know, to the point where they won't leave the front door until they, they've looked at their numbers for the day. Is that okay for them to do that, do you think? Or, or, or you know, or it should be something that it should be used like as an extra aid in your life? Yeah, I think I think the problem comes in when when we use astrology to, you know, validate our, our like a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, like I see that a lot with the 12th house because it's a lot of 12th house people can feel like martyrs. They right. can feel like they're a victim, like they're always getting hurt. And then everybody's out against them. They got secret enemies. You know, they get into this, this negative pattern, which is some of it. It is some of the 12th house energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see people, well, you know, I can't go out in the real world and do anything because I'm a cancer and I, I want to be home and, you know, or I'm, I'm a Pisces and, and people are just, I'm too sensitive. I just want to, you know, withdraw and escape with alcohol or whatever drugs, you know, you, know, you, you, you can't use it to, as a crutch. Mm-hmm. So I kind of believe like what Edgar Casey said, you know, that astrology is a fact, but mm-hmm. there's no greater power than man than his own will. Mm-hmm. So our mind, uh, even though we have a chart and we have all this energy that impacts us and it does, and we have transits and everything affects everyone on earth, the astrology affects us all. Mm-hmm. We still have free will and choice to an extent. We can, we can choose how we respond mm-hmm. to the energies and the things that are happening in our life. We don't have to, we're not a victim. And so when you know your chart, you can, okay, I see this is why I'm going through marital problems right now. I got Uranus transit in my marriage house or Pluto. Holy crap. What, what can I do to get through this and not divorce, right? Or, or I got something going through my health house. I know this is going to mess with my health. What can I do as a strength to prevent or to make this easier so I can um, survive this and not, you know, get depressed and not, you know, get, you know, too stressed out, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, when I look at a chart, someone will start telling me, oh, I've had the worst year of my life. It's been hell, right? And I'll look, I'm like, let's see what's going on with your transit chart. Voila. I mean, there's something going on. And I'm like, this is why you're feeling this way. And I can tell them about the time it started because mm-hmm. that's when the planet went into that house and that sign and, 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 and or when it transited something and, and when it's going to leave, when they're going to feel better. 
and, and when things are going to shift. And, and, and that's what I use it for. Very generic and to validate, hey, this is why this was going on. Mm-hmm. These are things I see with people that have this, this same transit. It's like mm-hmm. it's science. And I've been through it, too, some of these things. And, and so I use it just to, to let them know they're not alone and that, that things will get better. Things okay. don't stay bad forever. And so I want people to know, yes, the energy affects us, but we're, it makes us resilient. Like you, you need to use it to be resilient, not as a crutch. But hey, if you like, if you if you want to be lucky and win the lottery, go for it, man. You know, use your numbers, uh, do whatever you you know. I think it's I think it's fun, you know, to to dabble in that a little bit and, and see if it works. You know, I never won the lottery. I wish you know I haven't got into that, but I <laughs> I, I love numerology. I'm not an expert in it at all. I just know the basics. Right. But uh, right. I, I love I love it. I wish I knew more. I, I was on this one show. Uh, What's your number? And my gosh, she was spitting out, you know, you're this number. This is what this, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Because it's very similar to astrology. You know, numerology and astrology are connected in a way. When you start looking at the numbers, uh, the energy of your number, like your personality number, your, you know, all your soul number, it's very much resonates with your birth chart. It's very, it's like a mirror. It, they're very, everything's connected. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next for you? Oh my gosh. Well, um, I have... I have a new book coming out next year and it's about past lives and the nodes of the moon. And, and I wrote it with an astrology mentor of mine, Bernie Ashman. He's been astrologer since 1978 or something like that. And, uh, Oh, Marissa, thank you, Marissa, for joining. I can see the chat. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And I'm just, um, marketing my books, you know, um, getting the word out about Phoenixes and angels and teaching some classes um, you know, going to start teaching more. I'm going to try to build up my YouTube channel a little bit. Um, I just, I, I have done videos, but you know, just hit here or there years ago. Right, right. And I want to focus more on, uh, doing more videos and teaching on my YouTube channel. I just, it's hard to find the time with, you know, bouncing family and life and, mm-hmm. and work and, and everything. It's, it's been a busy, very busy time. I can't, and I can't believe it's already, uh, almost September. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, it's been fast this summer. Well, it's going to be fall, and, and I, I just moved my only child into college uh, this past week, and that was a big change. And so uh, it's good. it's weird, you know, now she's not at the house. And uh, so going through a lot of stuff, you know, just uh, it's emotional and just trying to make it through and, and, and see how things go and, and take each day. But I've been super busy with book signings and, and marketing my book, and, and I – I, I just love it. I love coming on shows like this and meeting people like you and talking about this stuff because it's fun. It makes me happy, you know, and it's my it's my hobby. It's my my passion. So there you go. And this was really fun. I'd like Thank to have you. you on again at a later time. It would be fun. I would love to. Yeah. Thanks for having Some me. Work or something. Yeah. Uh, there you your book again and where people can yeah. find you. Yeah. Fe- Phoenix is an angel's. Uh, Master of the Eighth and Twelfth Astrological Houses is my new book. It's out on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can go to my website, CarmenTurnerShot.com, and and find all my books. And the links will take you right to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, wherever you want to go to get it. And um, love for you to follow me on YouTube. Carmen Turner Shot is my my handle. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Carmen Turner Shot Author. Uh, Deep Soul Divers Astrology on Facebook. Um, and those are kind of my things. There's so much social media. It's hard to keep up. I, I, <laughs> I, I mostly do Facebook as the most and Instagram. And I'm going to try to do more YouTube videos. But I do have a lot of YouTube videos out there. 
if you have planets in the eighth and twelfth, I got a lot of old videos out there that I've done about about it, and you might uh, resonate with it. But would love for you to go out and get my book, spread the word. If you know anyone that's interested in astrology that has mystical and unexplained experiences, find out if they have eighth or twelfth house planets or a lot of Scorpio Pisces. And I think I guarantee they would like my book because it would validate uh, a lot of their life experience. Absolutely. Well, again, I'd love to have you back on as a guest. It would be really fun. But uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Yes, you too. Thanks for uh, reaching out and having me on. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. I certainly learned a lot today, and I hope you guys did too. A uh, quick reminder, I do have the two classes going, or, well, the one class on Sunday, Psychic Development Class 2, and then tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific, we will be doing our first meditation for the Meditation Club, and it's going to be on health, and that will be a guided meditation that I'll, I'll, I'll be leading you guys through. So if you're interested in any of that, visit the California Haunts uh, Paranormal Investigation Team meetup page and uh, click on events, or go uh, to take a look at the description of this show, and, it's, and both events are down below. And, uh, again, to, uh, Sunday will be the Psychic Development Class 2. And like Carmen says, you know, there's different types of, of psychic abilities. And we're going we're gonna to look at all, you know, at, at, as many as we can to see where your skills might lie. Okay? Anyway, I want to thank all you guys for coming. Sunday I'll be back uh, on the air. We're going to be reading from the Book of Buried Letters, uh, Dear Flower Lady. Again, I continue with uh, uh, that book, and then Monday, we're going to have a kind of cool week ahead. Um, I, I've been trying to think of a, a name for the week, but Cosmic Knowledge, I don't know, something like that. It's going to be all UFOs, UAPs, uh, alien abductions, and things like that. And I have some guests that uh, probably you guys haven't heard of before. So there's a couple, so there's a couple of those coming on. So that's going to be the start. And the first up is, is, is Byron Lacey, and he has a book out about uh, his his theory is that he has been involved in a generational abduction. And uh, so it's a very interesting book. So he's going to start the week off. Tuesday, um, we've got somebody that had uh, served aboard Air Force One and has multiple pictures of Tic Tacs. And then Wednesday, it goes on from there. We're actually going to have, uh, I think everybody, Wednesday is the uh, head of Northern California MUFON is going to be on. And so we're going to be talking with her. And then Thursday, again, another abduction person and then finally of course Nancy's going to have her her uh, research into UFOs and UAPs so it's going to be a busy week and I uh, hope you guys join me next week and I will see you guys Sunday 6 30 p.m pacific and Monday 6 30, I mean Sunday I'm sorry 6 p.m pacific Sunday we go at 6 and then uh, Monday at 6 30 p.m pacific all right have a great weekend and I will see you soon and hopefully you guys come on over and uh, sign up for the uh, for the meditation club and the uh, psychic development class. See ya.